Welcome to the Cloud Architects Podcast, a podcast about cloud, technology, and the people using it. The Cloud Architects Podcast is sponsored by Kemp Technologies. Choose Kemp to optimize your multi-cloud application deployments and simplify multi-cloud application management. A single pane of glass for application delivery, Kemp provides a 360-degree view of your entire application environment and even third-party ADCs. Hey everyone, we just wanted to say thank you for listening. We really enjoy putting this podcast together for you every two weeks. Please visit us at thearchitects.cloud or alternatively drop us a tweet. We'd love to hear what you have to say. And welcome to the Cloud Architects podcast. It's a very, very special day. Today, you have myself, Nicholas Blank. And Pumla Schmidt, but I'm also known as the exchange goddess. Pumla, you are one of the outliers in the industry because you are exchange goddess. Yes. <laughs> you are extremely technical in your profession. Well, I come from a technical background. I'd like to explore the background a little bit and, and um, most people know you by your brand because you've got a, a very great big brand. You've got a brand that you can leverage off and it's, it's also very tied towards exchange and a personality that you've built around exchange. However, what I didn't know is that you've got a deep virtualization background. Yes, I do. Um, I, so I started in IT as a network administrator, which is basically a generic you know, title for anybody that does everything yeah. <laughs> from servers to desktop. And um, so I started with Exchange, but I was also working on servers. And then eventually it just kind of morphed into this overall sysadmin. And, um, and one of the jobs that I transitioned to, I was hired as an Exchange administrator. Yeah. But after 30 days, uh, they, they pulled me into the office and they're like, well, we're putting our Exchange upgrade on hold we want to uh, virtualize our data center. And since you have some virtualization experience and given, uh, so you have to understand my virtualization experience was pretty much just installing it on the desktop and just, you know, tinkering. N not enough to be an architect, but they're like, we want you to be our architect. We, we want you to, you know, run the show and design it and build it. And I'm like, wow, um, yeah, sure, we, we, we can do that. Yeah. Uh, so that pretty much led into learning VMware, and then um, obviously you need storage for virtualization, so I learned all about storage and NetApp filers, and then backups, uh, learning Commvault. It just morphed, and then you know, five years later, I'm like running a data center and managing all sorts of servers and exchange. Yeah. And this was a global environment, so it just wasn't learning uh, within my data center, but I had to understand the whole, I guess, the whole ecosystem and understanding um, data governance and, and sovereignty in other countries. It was, it was a really great experience. And then I moved on to, uh, back into healthcare, and um, that's where I pretty much went back into a specialty of messaging. Exchange, Skype for Business, Polycom, faxing, and I, I was there for uh, about four years, and then I, took this Microsoft job. So before we talk about the Microsoft job, and we do want to talk about that, why would you intentionally build a brand around Exchange when you've got such a, a deep <laughs> data center interest? So yeah, it, the, the name actually came up by accident. Um, I was We were in the middle of upgrading our filers for our virtualization environment, and one of the filers was running Exchange, and that, of course that was my baby. Yeah. And uh, we were working with the, the NetApp consultants, and 
it was supposed to be only a couple hours for this upgrade and it ended up being like 10 hours or 13. It was, it was a really long day. And, and every couple hours I would, I would walk back and check up with the consultant and be like, Hey, how's it, you know, how's exchange doing? How's my filer doing? Yeah. And, um, you know, they're like, Oh, we're working on it. And eventually, you know, <laughs> it's late at night and I go, I'm sitting in my cubicle and they come out and they're like, I think we're done. Exchange guys, can can you check, you know, exchange? I turn yeah. around. I'm like, well, thank God somebody got my name right around <laughs> here. And it, yes. that just kind of stuck. And I'm like, oh, wow. He thought I'm, you know, exchange goddess. And then it was supposed to be a joke, but eventually it just, people just started calling me that. And and now it, it, it's a brand. It's amazing how it just kind of took off as a joke, but it is a pretty big brand. There are people actually just know me as Exchange Goddess yes. and not my full name. Well, for the first few years, that's all I knew you as. Yeah. So Who's Pumala, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, maybe what you can do is you can speak to the, the people who are technically skilled. And most of us have some kind of technical skill. Otherwise, we wouldn't be in the industry that we're in. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, we are relatively clueless about building our own brands. Or even ignorant to the fact that we should build a brand, not necessarily only on on Twitter. Not everyone has to have a a, a social brand. But I believe that as a technical person, you should have some kind of branding. Yes. I mean, it doesn't have to be a catchy name like Exchange Goddess. But it should be be about you and what you like. Um, I know I have a friend that his, his brand is, it's, you know, it's his name. But we know him as a particular subject matter expert yeah. on a particular technology um, and, and that's important it, it's it's your it's your identity almost you know, your, your public identity and that's important especially if you want to move up in your career yes um, it's, some organizations may not hold that branding to a you know like oh we don't care about social media brand but it's still your personal brand so if you're networking within your own local community people will know you especially for the user groups and, and whatnot um, it, it's it's good to have just something that kind of sets you apart from others. Yeah. So it's very important. So you've had a, a fairly large change in your career. Yes. You used to be a customer. Yes. Yes, I was. And you used <laughs> Still to Still feel like it. <laughs> and you used to do production stuff every day. Three o'clock in the morning, things yeah. are broken. 24-7, 365 day, you know, being on call. Yeah. That, that was me. And you miss being on call, don't you? Um, it's not that I miss it. I'm transitioning, and I almost feel like there are days I look at my phone going, why isn't anybody texting me? Or oh, why yeah. am I not getting alerts so the system is down? Or somebody can't get their email? It's very... It's it's almost like withdrawal. Yes. It's it's such like a... Like there's a limb missing. Yes. I, 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 feel, I feel like part of my life is missing in terms of... Um, this transition because I'm ever since I've been more started IT I've always worked on production systems and now for the first time I'm not I feel off yeah and it, it is definitely a transition going from a, the customer space managing systems you know working on the products that vendors are, are making for us and now I work for Microsoft yeah and it's it's interesting on this side I love it uh, but there, I'm definitely still going through a transition phase. It's only been two months. Yeah. And I still feel like 
I'm missing out on some, you know, Sev1 alert somewhere. Like there, there, there's a server down, and I'm not, you know, I'm not looking after it. It's just, it's very bizarre, but it's, it's slowly getting better. And I, I do love this opportunity that I have with Microsoft, and that's helping me uh, with the transition. So, having joined Microsoft, what are you doing? I am a cloud advocate, uh, working with the, within our Azure engineering department. We pretty much, um, our, our specific group focuses on the IT pro space. Uh, so I guess the easiest way to describe it is if you touch a server, we're going to help you yeah. uh, to get to the cloud, to transition, uh, you know, provide technical documentation, guidance, you name, you name it all. It's, it's sort of like evangelism, but not. Because yeah. uh, evangelism is a one-way street where yes. we talk about, oh, our products are great. Where advocacy is, uh, yes, our products are great, but we also want to hear the feedback and take those feedback actionable items back to engineering and say, here's what you know the users are saying. Here, here, here's what the customers are saying. Can we make this better? Um, and I, I love taking the feedback to improve, you know, our products and also helping the community and not just with technical content, but growing them as a as a person. You know, just connecting with the community and. What 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 can I do to, to help you know empower you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask a, a question, and I nearly said, "And here it ticket." Although you know, <laughs> <laughs> I think that too sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So here at Ignite, you've had a you've had a very particular focus, haven't you? Yes, uh, I've, I've been on the diversity track to um, talk about my experiences as a as woman in tech, but also. Talk about fear and risk that a lot of IT organizations, um, I don't want to say admit that they have, mm -hmm. but we all have fears. Mm. We're all human. Yeah. And that does affect our, our judgment somehow in some of the decisions that we make, especially when it comes to upgrades and um, you know, system patches, moving on to new versions. It, it's, it was interesting. I was talking to somebody and... I said, you know, we, we have our consumer technology, phones and whatnot, and we all jump on the latest one. But when you're working for an enterprise, and if there's a new um, update that comes down, everyone's always very hesitant. Mm. Or like, mm. you know, we're with, uh, people are like, well, we don't want to install that yet. And, and people are like, you know, the person I was talking to is like, well, because you might break something. I said, well, let's, let's narrow this down. Because we might break something? Hmm. Why? Why might you break something? And he's like, well, you know, maybe not compatible. There may be, you know, other third-party apps. I'm like, everything comes back to fear, though. You fear we're going to, so that patch is going to cause some type of instability. And, and rightfully so, because sometimes it does. But the, most of the reason why we are held back in enterprise is fear and we're afraid to take some of those risks. Uh, and, you know, I challenge everyone, yes, there are ways to kind of mitigate that. Um, there's always going to be risk involved, but you got to look at it from a standpoint of where would you be if you don't take those risks? Uh, you know, what's what's the cost to you and your organization if you don't upgrade your systems? Are you leaving money on the table for the business? Uh, think of it as if you're using legacy applications, and if your if there's another application out there that is going to increase productivity and you know potentially increase sales. Is your your users is a business um, not able to I guess grow? There's an example of a uh, 911 call centers. Mm -hmm. 
those are like those are like life and death situations. So let's say you're using an old application and there's something new, and you can respond quicker to help somebody. You could potentially save a life. But if your application is outdated and it's not responding as quick, you're not picking up those phone calls quicker. Yeah. The, you know those those transmissions aren't going out to um, the police officers and the medics. To, you know to get that data to, to pick up where do I need to go pick up this patient or you know for that call. I mean it's it's like you have to think. At what cost? Yes, there's, there's going to be a dollar figure attached to it, but at the same time, you know, at what cost to your business? And, um, you know, that, that's often overlooked out of fear of, okay, this is going to cost me too much on my budget. Yeah. And this is too much work because we don't have the resources for it. So th- things like that. And then obviously the diversity in tech. I'm very passionate about um, women in IT. And not just women in IT, but diversity. Diversity comes in all shapes and colors. Uh, it's it's you know to me diversity means rainbows and you know you, you can men women um, and even well, neurodiversity. Y- yes, it, ev- everything. If you've just got um, just one particular shade of person, it, it's your views on certain topics are just going to be very narrow. Yeah. When you've got a diverse mindset, a diverse group of people looking at a particular project or you know product or item you're going to get different perspectives and ultimately that product is going to be better because you're going to see different points of view and it, I, I just think it's you know we really need to be more inclusive of, of everyone before we started talking you were talking about encouraging folks in IT to break out of what they think they could not do yes ev- everyone can achieve anything they want to if they put their mind to it and I, I tell all my friends that um, it's this whole empowerment thing. I believe anybody can achieve it. I know some friends that always feel like, oh, I don't have a college degree, so I can't move up in my job. Yeah. I tell them, don't listen. Don't, don't think that. There are plenty of jobs out there that don't require a college degree. And heck, look what you are doing. You're doing some amazing stuff. You know, don't discredit the work that you're doing. And going to college is great but it's not it's not everything because a lot of times i'm gonna say the majority of times on the job training is more valuable yeah and also you know there's all sorts of learning opportunities training opportunities i mean for instance microsoft learn which we just launched <laughs> at ignite this week gives uh you know it professionals developers uh, a chance to uh learn on their own on their own time yeah. and it's free yeah you don't have to go to training for that and, and this is where it's this misconception and i'm so glad that microsoft is one of those uh companies where yes a degree how you know is nice but we know that there's so much more into a person than, than just that little piece of paper and that there's so many ways to learn uh something and i know my my first it manager did not go to college he was a self-taught linux admin yeah amazing he, he taught me so much and you know didn't have a college degree what i'm hearing you say is that there's passion should be your driver yes <laughs> as opposed to what i'm uh, potentially boxing myself with in terms of i don't have a degree i don't have a set of knowledge but my passion could drive me towards gaining that set of information and then driving me into a career totally i mean look at me i came from the fashion industry yeah um, I, so before I had kids, well, right when I was, um, had my one child, 
I was uh, an assistant uh, to a buyer in the fashion industry. Yeah. So, I mean, and look at my clothes now. Yes. <laughs> I love fashion. And when I got divorced is when I was a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. And I had two kids. I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't know what to do. I need, I need a job. Yeah. I need to take care of my kids. So yeah. I called my cousin up. And I was like, I, I really need to get a job. She's like, well, why don't you go back to school? I said, okay. What do I go back to school for? And she's like, well, what do you like to do? And I thought about it. I'm like, well, I like computers. But I'm not good in math. I'm really not good in science. Because you really need to be good in that stuff. And yeah. she's like, really? Or, or she, so we think. Yeah. So, so you th- yeah. And so she pretty much encouraged me to um, go back to school and um, get a, a two-year degree. So, yeah, she encouraged me to sign up for classes. Because at first I thought, okay, this is crazy. But I figured if I don't like it and if I fail out, I can pick another major. Yeah. And I had enough courses from um, previously that I went to college that it only took me a year to graduate with a two-year degree in computer networking. And it turned out I really liked it. And, um, you know, after having my first couple classes, I was like, wow, I really like this computer stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, since then, it's just been every time I, I see a different technology, I bing it, Google it, you know, internet search it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I figure, you know what, it, it's, it's just passion is what drives me, just like the virtualization um, I didn't know very much. I mean, I knew enough to, to, you know, run VMs, but I didn't know how to deploy it correctly. I didn't know how to architect it from a, a global standpoint. So I learned. You know, I, I went to training. I read everything I could. Um, you know, some of the best blogs I read was uh, Yellow Bricks by Duncan. And, um, you know, that, that taught me a lot on how to um, deploy, you know, vSphere correctly. Mm-hmm. And just kept re- reading all sorts of blogs, read the forums. And then the next thing you know, I'm deploying my environment. And yes, I'm sure I made some mistakes, but that, that's part of learning and growing. Same thing with exchange. I'm gonna be honest, I never had formal exchange training when I first started. Mm-hmm. It was like, here, we're going to a customer and they're having an exchange problem and we need you to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> figure it out. And uh, yeah, and at the time, yeah, the internet was, wasn't as, um, it was useful, but it, it, the blogs weren't really there yet. So, you know, I'd, I'd go into some forums and, and whatnot, but there was a lot of learning on my own, trying to figure out, you know, how, how to fix a lot of these exchange problems. Remember the bad mail? Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the first uh, big issues I had, trying to figure out this bad mail stuff. And then I was like, wow, why don't they write this better? <laughs> So what I'd like you to do is, is talk to the the IT pro because predominantly we are an IT pro audience and maybe even a, a developer audience who has um, IT pro aspirations because to be fair, it's very difficult not to be cross-disciplined in anything that has to do with cloud, particularly when we're heading towards a, a DevOps landscape and I have to know just enough JSON to define a VM in Azure as an example. So. Talk to a person who wants to take a risk, who wants to change careers, maybe even change subject matters, but mm-hmm. has no idea where to start, and is too afraid even to, um, or doesn't have the self-belief in themselves to, where, where do I start with any of this? Because it all seems too much. Uh, well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll throw some uh, Microsoft Learn. <laughs> um, that, to be honest, it is a good place. 
because it, there's got there there's some fundamental um, learning paths there, mm -hmm. um, and also docs, but the internet, you know, Google it, Bing yeah. it, and there's so We're many. We're okay for diversity of search on this show, by the way. Yes, t totally. <laughs> uh, it, it's I tell you know so I actually had a friend ask me that. What, what do I do if I do want to transition? They said, well, mm -hmm. do what I did. If I liked the technology, I would just research it. Yeah. Test it out. A, lo a lot of um, technologies have um, free learning paths. I mean, obviously, Microsoft ha has one now. And um, Azure and there, has a free tier? Yeah. There's free tiers. Also, you can, you know, sometimes webinars are great. So sometimes they're a little sales pitchy. Yeah. But, you know, watch any free webinars you can. Go to the different blogs. Networking is huge. So, uh, and networking, uh, people networking. Yeah. Uh, re reach out to people, a and conferences, user groups are are a big one. But it's to me, it's you're gonna f you're gonna find stuff out there. Start by going to you know, Docs and Microsoft Learn. Yeah. Pluralsight has some great content as well. I, I know some Pluralsight um, authors, and I'm a Pluralsight author. Yeah. Great content. Um, and then if you want to switch careers, like within your job, feel free, well, not say feel, feel free, but the engineers that are working on that technology that you're interested in, go up and talk to them, have mm. a chat. Say, hey, you know, tell me what's like, you know, wor working with this system. I've actually had um, coworkers ask me, what's it like managing exchange? Yeah. Or what's it like, you know, managing a, a vSphere environment? And then, you know, take them out to lunch, have a coffee. Yeah. And you can, you know, discuss what they do and you know, build a relationship with them, a rapport, and say, hey, if you have any extra work that you think you know, um, I can help with, they, you know, they may give you like little projects here. And I did that um, you know, in, in previous jobs where some of our, our PC technicians wanted to learn more. And I would be like, hey, do you want to learn how to create user accounts? Or do you want to see what I'm doing here? And they would come up and, and watch me. And yeah. When you build that that rapport and that relationship, it, it's you never. It's amazing because you never know what's going to happen. Let's say a job opening comes up. Yeah, yeah. You'll probably be you know the first one on the list to, to be considered for the role, um, and that actually did happen in my previous job where I had left, and someone who I I sort of mentored, you know, would would show them the way, diff different tricks with Exchange and and servers. And eventually, after I left, they actually um, gave him my job. So it was, was kind of neat. So to this day, he still has that job that I had. Tell us about what's next for you. Oh, gosh. What's next? Um, the sky's the limit for me. You know, working with the advocacy team. And I think this year, my biggest goal is to really reach out to other women and I want to hear their stories mm -hmm. and get their stories told so that the world and, and men, women, we hear these stories of journeys. Yeah. I don't want to say heartbreak because it's not heartbreak. It's struggles. Yeah. You know, it's, it's part of our journey to hear that, yes, women in tech, we love our jobs. We love what we do. But the culture is toxic mm. and it, ne it, it needs to change. And the women in tech, you know, talks, they're great. They're, you know, they, they but sometimes they're a little too sugar-coated. Yeah. And um, if, if, you, 
if you saw my talk yesterday, it was definitely not sugar-coated. I actually um, I threw away my slide deck that I originally did and redid it the night before. I said, I'm going rogue. It's going to be raw. It's going to be totally unscripted. It's, it's going to have emotion. It, it's going to be real. I, I felt I needed to do that to throw away the script, to, to throw away the, the pretty PowerPoints and, you know, the, the nice construct of it and say, this is how it really is. Mm. I'm going to jump from slide to slide because that's how it feels when you yeah. are working in tech as a woman. You, your, your emotions are thrown around. It's like a roller coaster. One day you feel this is great. The next day you're driving home crying because it's just a shitty day. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Um, you know, especially if your coworkers aren't listening to you, um, you know, basically ignoring all your feedback, your comments. And, and if a man says the exact same thing, oh, my gosh, it's like, wow, that, that's, an that's an amazing idea. Uh, I actually did say that in my session. I had so many women just nod their heads like, yeah, I've been there. You know, being uh, my, my advice, my comment suggestions being ignored. But if the man said it, it was just it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. And nobody uh, wants that. No, no one wants to be in that position. Not at all. Because you, then, then you feel like, what's my value? Yes. And, and, and I know some men have felt that too. But it happens to women a lot. And we need to stop that. Mm. And then this mansplaining has got to stop. It, you know, just shut up and let us talk. I, I've been mansplained on exchange from a man that wasn't even working on exchange. He was telling me how email worked. And I, I had to stop him midway. I said, please... Excuse me. I am the exchange goddess, by the way. And you work on this application. Have you worked with the email or exchange? No. So please let me discuss the email topics. And yeah. if you have something to chime in, you can chime in after I'm done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that put him in this place. Because I'm like, you're interrupting me. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, talk on this topic. It was just, it's amazing how often that happens. Um, it's, I feel like we just need to respect each other. Men and women, and you know, be nice. That's all. And keep our hands to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Be nice. Keep our hands to ourselves. You know, respect and, um, you know, let's make it better because ultimately, what we are doing right now in this culture, it, we're, we're not setting a good example for our children. Yeah. The younger generation, uh, you know, the little girls that want to get into tech, but they see what's going on. It's discouraging. And it's a scary place. It, it, it is. And, you know, I'm very encouraging of young girls. And I do tell them, yes, it's tough. But you can do anything you want. You, you, you know, the sky is the limit for you. Don't be discouraged by, what, by what's happening to me because I'm going to try to fix it so it doesn't happen to you. I have um, two daughters and my eldest daughter's 14. And she's at the stage where she's looking for role models, career advice, and um, very often when, uh, it sounds very nerdy, but I'll be driving the kids to school and I'm listening to a Windows Weekly podcast, mm, and yes. Mary Jo Foley is on there, and my kids, they know who Mary Jo Foley is. It's and great. Mary Jo gave us the, the honor of uh, an interview a little bit earlier this year, or could have been last year, time flies. And then um, my my daughters were, are you going to see Mary Jo? You oh, know? And could great. we get a selfie with Mary Jo? And awesome. what was amazing is that Mary Jo took the time to say, if you want to get into my career 
and she was disparaging. She said, don't become a journalist. But if you want to become a writer, this is what you should do. And speaking to the writing team earlier today, earlier this week, the, the advice was, yes, become a writer, but become a, a writer with a particular skill set that can solve a particular kind of problem and not just do technical writing because there's no creativity <laughs> in that. So I find that in when we talk to interesting people such as yourselves, we want to glean from you. How do people get into your position? How do they acquire the skills that you have? Because every person's journey is relatively organic, but there is a core passion that drives them. And I think you've certainly reflected that, that you don't want to be in this industry irrespective of what you do, how you look, what you can do, what you can't do, as long as you've got that nugget of passion that drives oh, yeah. you. Yeah, pa passion, passion can take you anywhere. Um, I mean, I look at myself all the time like, wow, yeah, I, I definitely have passion for exchange and, and just working in IT. There's some technologies that I'm like, uh, yeah. And some days I, I want to quit because it, it's, it is overwhelming. Um, but passion, that will, that will take you anywhere. And, you know, the younger generation, they are, they're going to make our future. Um, they are our future. And we owe it to them to make this better for them. Uh, it's it's going to be amazing what they do for us. Uh, you know, they're going to, when we're old, they're going to take care of us. But we have to take care of, we have to fix what we've done. We, we have to fix it so that when they're ready to join the workforce, uh, it, it's, they'll have all those opportunities and not be held back. So we're coming up to the, the top of the show. And this is the part where... I'd like to ask you, what is it that you want to promote? What do you want to plug? Websites, Twitter handles, anything on LinkedIn. How do you want to be found? You can find me on the Twitters as at Exchange Goddess. That's all one word. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as well. Uh, you can check out um, ExchangeGoddess.com. Also, 24x7ITConnection.com. It's a blog that I, I write for. Um, that is run by a woman and she has other bloggers that write and we all chip in you know and and put a po post up once or twice a month and the majority of the bloggers are women yeah we've we've got um got one one male and he's uh adam he's from australia he's actually a friend of mine as well and um yeah we all just kind of chip in and you know h help spread the word on whatever technologies that we're working in and you'll you'll see technical content you'll see thought leadership it's it's kind of a diverse uh, group of uh, bloggers that I write, and of course, uh, you know, check out my team too. Um, you can follow our hashtag uh, hashtag AZOps. AZOps. AZOps as uh, the group that I work with, the Cloud Ops Advocate. So you can follow follow what we're talking about. That's great. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us today. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Yeah, and we'd love to do it again. Definitely, definitely. But before next year, how about that? <laughs> yeah, before next year. Yeah. So maybe uh, as, as the next show, we should do some kind of a cloud panel and see how that turns out. Yeah, that would be great. Because cloud's not going anywhere. <laughs> That's right. So before we, we finish the year, hopefully, we'll do another show and we'll get you back on. So thank you so much. That'd be great. Thank you. Have a great day, everyone.